0: Has Chiefs wide receiver Rashi Rice elevated to a weekly play in fantasy football down the stretch? And are we going to get the games we're looking for on Thursday night? It's time to break it down here as we look at our wide receiver and tight end rankings for week 16 for another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football.
1: You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. We're your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league, especially in your fantasy playoffs. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iron. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL, fantasy, and betting for SportingNews.com.
1: Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com.
0: All right, Michelle, it is uh, the wide receiver rankings for this week. Uh, we do have a lot of uh, things to unpack here and looking at some of the players that are going to put you over your your lineup score needed to win here. We'll get into that. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks. It's a crossover Thursday on the network, so all the matchups are being broken down on our team podcast, so check it out. Easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash LockdownFL and use the code all lowercase LockdownFL for first deposit match up to one hundred dollars all right michelle let's uh quickly look at tonight's game and then we'll dive into our question marks that we have but i'll say it's a really good matchup i think when you look at cooper cup he's on a heater here we both have him pretty high this week he has had two really awesome cooper cup like games in a row i have him down at number six you have him a little further down but at nine so still a very viable play now, Chris Olave, I think it's a big question. Looks like he's good to go here. I think it's a pretty good matchup for him as well. Puka Nakua, of course, he played. But how are you feeling about Olave tonight? Are you playing him with confidence?
1: Yeah. So I'm worried about Derek Carr in this Rams matchup. I don't think he's going to do much of anything, but okay. I, I do think Chris his Barrett. main target will be Chris Olave. Right? It's it's one of those. He hasn't come down with a lot of touchdowns this year, but he could get 12 targets in this game should have, you know, around eight receptions around 75 yards or somewhere around there. So I'm definitely okay. Playing Chris Olave. I have him ranked at wide receiver 24, but I won't be surprised if he finishes a little bit above that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's good to have actually legitimate starting quarterbacks and good receivers on the field for once for Thursday night football. So hopefully between Cooper cup and Chris Olave and Puka Nakua, you'll get off to a good start. Now, Let's say that you're really feeling it now with Rashi Rice. I wanted to top him up here in our conversation. Look, we've been looking at him as a sleeper, go pick him up, and then all that. But now I think we're just saying, look, play him as he would like a number one receiver at this point. I mean, that's how he's produced essentially. I'm at 13, so right in the wide receiver twos. You yeah, have him at 18. So we're not messing around anymore. We're elevating Rashi Rice, we're accepting that. He's locked in with Patrick Mahomes. And look, he had a big game against the Raiders the first time. Big game last week against the Patriots. Do you feel like there's any downside to playing Rashi Rice going forward here? He might be a league winner for a lot of you.
1: Yeah, no, what I really like about Rashi Rice is that they're finally putting him on the field all of the time, right? It took a yeah. long time for them to realize like, okay, Rashi Rice is the only good part of this offense right now. He's been the only reliable target for Patrick Mahomes for quite a long time. It feels like, but played 92% of the snaps last week, 85% in week 14. And That was like the first time he saw over 80%, actually over 70%. So it's nice that it keeps increasing, has at least nine targets in each of the last four games. He's been a top 10 fantasy wide receiver in three of the last four weeks. He's a must play. I mean, could he disappoint? For sure. But so could any of these guys. Rasheed Rice, what he's doing, he's a must play.
0: Yeah, for sure. And look, I mean, it takes a while for Andy Reid to warm up to rookies and put them in key roles, especially at this position. But. At this point, Rashi Rice has played enough, right? They've seen him in training camp preseason, well past what he would have played in college at SMU. So, look, he's a veteran now. I would think that's how they consider him. Now, two veterans that are not coming through for fantasy, and it was tough, right? If you counted on them against the Seahawks on Monday night, you were really disappointed. AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. And now the Seahawks have a decent secondary, but that's showing by the entire really Eagles passing game and offense in general was terrible. This week, the Eagles get the Giants. It's one of the better matchups you could ask for. Does that mean that we could have a Brown and Smith to bounce back game with both doing really well this week?
1: So I feel better about A.J. Brown because at least, you know, with him, even last game where he disappointed greatly, he still had 10 targets. And then the two weeks before that, he was really good, right? 13, 13 targets, 114 yards, 94 yards. He was getting it done, but with so I think AJ Brown has a good chance to bounce back in this matchup. With Devonta Smith, it really does feel like when Dallas Goddard is out, Devonta Smith is great. And then when he's there, even though it's not like Goddard's really doing anything, but that really limits Devonta Smith. So I mean, we saw how great Smith was when Goddard was gone for those two games. And then as soon as he comes back, the last two weeks, he has 10 fantasy points and 10 fantasy points. So yeah, you could still play Devonta Smith. It's a nice matchup, and hopefully he'll see more targets. But I definitely feel way better about A.J. Brown and more confident than I do with Smith.
0: Yeah, I think part of it is Jalen Hurts is not fully healthy, and he's not maybe the same downfield passer as he was last year. And They're kind of tentative with their offense this year. So that on the front end of this, it's a little bit tricky as well But with these guys, but these are where you go. And uh, look, Dallas Goddard, you mentioned him. He's just not been really all that effective all season long and he's just not really done anything either and maybe the Eagles passing game is looking a little too predictable now one passing game that we want to be predictable is the Vikings and I didn't think I would ever say this but thank you Nick Mullins for getting healthy here because he's a facilitator what I say about these guys that they don't care about interceptions they're just like get the ball into the best player's hands right sometimes you want those guys you don't want these check down charlie types that are not ever going to feed your guy just because oh no he's covered right just throw it up to justin jefferson so i feel like a big jefferson week is coming it's we've seen this right cup it took a while for him to get fully healthy then he exploded i think jefferson's going to be the same deal here in the second you get back
1: Yeah. What's really nice is that it did seem like he waited that full time until he was ready to go. Right. Well, I guess. He he did wait that time and then got injured again in week 14, but it doesn't feel like the hamstring injury is bothering him at all. Right. Played 96% of snaps in week 15. So came right back to his full workload, 10 targets. And like you said, like Nick Mullins was looking for him and he wasn't scared to throw it. Even when Jefferson was covered, it's like, you know, Jefferson's going to come down with it. So I actually have Jefferson ranked as my wide receiver. One, like the wide receiver one this week. I I think he'll have a great game, but what about Stefan Diggs? Because, We both have him ranked as uh lower than a wide receiver 12 this week. And I don't know if that's the first week this has happened where we've both been solo and Stefan Diggs, but it's starting to get scary here with him. I mean, in four of the last five games, it's been six points, six points, six points, eight points. And then he did have that nice matchup against the Eagles and he produced. Now this matchup is pretty solid against the chargers. That's a good matchup. Do you think he has a good game or like what's going on with these bills wide receivers?
0: Yeah, he's kind of been the anti-Rashi Rice, right? Maybe we should have paid attention to that Rice is scoring every week at a much higher rate than Diggs, and he's faded. But it's that Joe Brady offense coordinator change. Now, overall, it's better for the Bills offense where Josh Allen is not throwing to Stephon Diggs his jersey amount of times, right, 14 to 15 times per game. He's spreading it around. But what's happened is James Cook has just destroyed teams, and I don't love this right necessarily for Josh Allen to have high volume in this game. So Diggs might be a little bit... I would never thought I'd say this a bit touchdown dependent this week. Cause they're not throwing the ball a lot. They don't enter. They're not interested in that. They're almost 14 point favorites on the road. Easton stick. Do we think he's going to put up a fight here where they're going to have to throw? So digs, I think he could come through, but it might have to come down. I think you're looking at maybe like six for 70 and a touchdown. You might have to just enjoy that, right? That might be the way that you're looking at his ceiling this week, but look, you got to credit the Bills. They adjusted. They become a better reality team, but it hasn't worked well in fantasy with the wide receivers with James Cook basically dominating here. So we'll see if that continues. But the matchup, like you said, Michelle, the Chargers secondary stinks. I'm not sure that they'll be kind of motivated all that much in this game. It's, uh, you know, just check it out. They're just done here for the season. So that's gonna help digs as well. It's just a matter of how much will the Bills need to actually force the ball into his hands. Now, T. Higgins, however, I feel pretty good with him here this week. I have him a little bit down just because we're not exactly sure if the Steelers are gonna have much resistance. Sorry about that, Michelle. Like, will they control this game and there's gonna be a lot of volume? I don't think so, right? I mean, the way the Bengals are playing overall and Mason Rudolph on the other side. That's my concern, but it's a good enough matchup. I think he might get Joey Porter, but we know that T. Higgins can go up and get the ball. So I think you have to play him. I mean, Jamar Chase is out. He's the next best receiver. He's clicking with Jake Browning, and let's hope for the best. I think he's a wide receiver, too, no matter what.
1: Yeah, I think he has super high upside this week. I have him at wide receiver 14. I won't be shocked if he finishes higher than that. I mean, A, the Steelers have allowed the third most yards per reception to wide receivers this entire season, right? So they've already been bad. But the, like I brought up in yesterday's show, they don't have a safety to start this week. I don't, I honestly don't know what bodies they're going to put back there. And it's just going to be atrocious in their secondary. So start up T. Higgins. You can start Tyler Boyd. Tanner Hudson's an option. Like Jake Browning's a great play. This is going to be miserable for me as a Steelers fan. Uh, but we'll get definitely T. Higgins. We'll get into some other tougher wide receiver discussions here in our second segment, but first let's hear from one of our sponsors. This episode of lockdown fantasy football is brought to you by FanDuel snap into action. This NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sports book right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks. If your team wins, that means if you're confident that the Rams will beat the saints on th- tonight and Thursday Night Football like I am, you can just place a $5 bet on the Rams money line. And if they win, you get $150 in bonus bets. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. To get in on the action, all you have to do is sign up by visiting FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and enjoy the NFL season. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We had some practice report come up. Chris Godwin dealing with a little bit of an injury. So keep an eye on that. But let's say he's good to go. He's healthy. Do we think that his targets continue to, to come his way? Uh, 23 targets over the last two games.
0: Yeah, this is very interesting, right? I mean, they had trouble kind of adjusting to the fact that he was no longer the slot go-to guy for Tom Brady. They moved him to the outside. That was a bit of a transition because he hasn't really played that in his career, and he's also adjusting to Baker Mayfield. So you're seeing some things going there, but I didn't realize this. I didn't realize his wife was getting upset that he was not getting targets, (laughs) and I should have maybe looked at this a little bit more, and uh, all of a sudden he became the squeaky wheel, and I didn't really think godwin was all that upset or one of those guys who does this but i guess he was looking for more targets now you look at this matchup against the jaguars it is fantastic so there's that right but this could also be a mike evans blow up game right if he's going to pick between two guys and the guy that's open to go downfield it's going to be mike evans i'm not saying that chris godwin can't have a good game there's not much else there right i mean so, they're to turn to it's just basically four guys, a little bit of Trey Palmer, but basically it's Evans, Godwin, a little K. dotten slash other tight ends, and Rashad White, we you know dominating out of the backfield. So, there's not a lot there that they're going to throw to, and this matchup is good against these corners. So it's not bad, right? So, look, I can't expect me to go off again. They might not need this type of volume if Evans is doing the thing, but look, he's a solid player right now. Before, he was a borderline wide receiver three, but now I feel much better about him after last week's performance as a wide receiver, too.
1: Yeah, I, I think the targets will still be there. He's a really solid option this week. I have a wide receiver 17, so I really like him in this matchup. Matchup. Talking about good matchups, though. And, oh, man. Okay, so we have the Jets facing the Commanders. Amazing matchup, right? You want to play the wide receivers going up against the Commanders. So Garrett Wilson should have a huge game, right? But it's still the Jets, and we don't even know if Zach Wilson will be out there. Sadly, that's who we want it to be. I never thought I would say that. But it's been so inconsistent with Wilson with the targets that he's seeing. Because week 14, he has 14 targets. Awesome. And then last week, four targets. It's like, it's so inconsistent. But in this matchup, he has to be uh, someone that you start, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, what do we know about the Jets? They're like up and down, up and down. Just when you're down on Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, it's the next week they come through, right? And it's really, I think has to do with their schedule, right? I mean, last week Garrett Wilson was facing probably Jam Ramsey all over the field. And when you have a player, young quarterback, Zach Wilson, and then you made the transition, they're gonna be hesitant, right? To throw into that matchup, like we said. Sometimes just let it rip and throw to that guy and take your chances. If you get intercepted, fine. But now in this game. Look, the Jets are out of it, right? Maybe a little bit more relaxed. The Commanders are just so bad on the back end. I don't really care who is starting out there. Give, give Garrett Wilson some targets. I don't think they'll be attempting to get him the ball. I also think it's a rebound spot for Brees Hall this week. These are the two weapons, right? That the Jets are going to rely on. If they don't get Garrett Wilson going in this type of game, it's on them. It's really embarrassing and. Maybe uh, we need Aaron Rodgers to start. Come on, get him in the lineup. Why is he active or whatever? If he's just sitting here, finish the season. But oh well. I think he'll still get it done no matter who's out there. And I think if you have Trevor Simeon there, you know he's going to target the number one quite a
1: bit. Yeah. And then with the talking about another backup quarterback targeting guys, Jordan Addison. I mean, we brought up Justin Jefferson, right? We feel strongly that he will be still great with Nick Mullins. But last week, Jordan Addison has the most shocking performance, right? 111 yards, two touchdowns. Obviously, we don't expect him to do that, but it's a nice matchup for Jordan Addison. Do you you believe he'll still, you know, be heavily involved with Justin Jefferson taking so many targets on the other side?
0: Yeah, in a weird way, I mean, you look at it the first game back, right? Justin Jefferson had the injury and then he was out. So really, that was Jordan Addison's first game with a healthy Jefferson for the first time in a long time. And he needs Jefferson a little bit, right? I mean, Jefferson is going to deflect the coverage. When everyone knows that the best receiver is Jordan Addison, and it's a major drop-off to K.J. Osborne and these other dudes after that, like you're not going to be – scared right and you're just going to shut down jordan Addison and put your resources there and you got to think about hawkinson but i think jefferson does that because he's playing wide out and look nick mullins michelle full disclosure i'm gonna have to roll with nick mullins this week so god (laughs) yes i'm going to have to do it because i'll tell you what happened i mean i had justin herbert and sam howell and I can't play Sam Howell against the Jets. I absolutely yeah. cannot do that. So I'm like looking at the matchup, who's got the receivers? It's a good matchup. It's The Lions allow the fourth mount to passing games here. So the points, I should say. So, I mean, it's a good matchup for these guys. So if you look at them, I mean, it's the big three, right? Jefferson, Addison, Hawkinson. If you see all of them having a big game, you think this is going to help Nick Mullins and vice versa, right? Nick Mullins is going to put the ball in the hands of these guys. And look, we've seen it with the 49ers, Michelle. Nick Mullins, he has a short self-life of producing. He's going to throw interceptions, but he's going to get the ball in the hands of the guys you want. And look, that's all we want sometimes in fantasy. And look, Mullins, get these guys going so I can win a championship.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be... Uh... <laughs> Thinking about you during that Vikings game, because that's definitely scary to have to start him. Terry McLaurin went off last week because he was going up against me. Uh, He had more points last week than he had in all the four prior games combined. Uh, But I'm not even thinking about starting him this week. A, they announced Sam Howell will be back starting. Cool. Like, that's not good for Terry McLaurin. And they're going up against the Jets. The worst matchup for fantasy wide receivers. We were nine minutes left to go in that game last week. And Terry McLaurin had seven point eight fantasy points in full PPR. He ended with twenty over twenty six fantasy points because Jacoby Brissett came in and just kept like just get, hitting him deep, and then he scored the touchdown. So almost all of those points he got last week came in the last nine minutes with Brissett. I'm not Terry McLaurin has done nothing this year, really. I'm not getting cute with him.
0: Yeah, I'm tired of these like younger quarterbacks like being tentative. Kind of yeah, veteran comes in right away. Hey, he's the number one guy. We're going to throw it in. Like we've seen it with Joe Flacco. We've seen it with Brissett, We've seen it with Nick Mullins. These guys are just going to throw to the number one guys. It doesn't seem that hard, right? But I don't think they're going to do that this week because, again, Sauce Gardner is probably going to see McLaurin quite a bit. And really, if you look at it, the the defense would say this is a Curtis Samuel type game, right? To throw in the middle of the field. That's might be the only thing that kind of works for the commanders. Uh, I'm not, of course, Jahan Dotson has disappeared, which hasn't helped McLaurin one bit, right? <laughs> because he's getting the yeah. attention and he's certainly going to get it this week against Gardner. So absolutely not this week. Now, this is a guy on top of my issue at quarterback, Michelle, with my I'm trying to find the right third wide receiver to just take a shot on this week. I got Olave and Nakua going tonight, so I feel good about those guys. I just need a random third dude. I'm thinking about Parker Washington because Zay Jones is hurt. He's got a hamstring injury. We know that Christian Kirk is out, but I just don't know if I can go there. I do like the matchup. However, I would say one thing. Bucks have a pretty good young slot corner, Christian Itzian. I think that's how you say his name. So they're a little bit weaker on the outside, right, with Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis. So it could be a Ridley game. But is Parker Washington going to get enough targets and enough production from those to be viable?
1: Yeah, and if he is a good young slot corner then i don't know what's happening because the the buccaneers have allowed the second most receiving yards out of the slot this year yeah so they're they the had second to make a transition
0: best, so it's been tough yeah yeah
1: they've been the second uh best defense for slot wide receivers to go against this year besides against the eagles but um yeah i i think parker washington you'll see right now he's running the he's ran the fourth most routes out of the slot among all wide receivers across the league over the last three weeks with Christian Kirk out with Zay Jones out as well. I think his targets will increase his playing time will even, you know, increase. So I really like Parker Washington in this matchup. I think he has high upside. Uh, and if you need to grab someone off waivers, I think he's a very viable option with Calvin Ridley. His thing is, I mean, he has 13 targets, 12 targets, the last two games came to absolutely like basically no fantasy points, but if he's going to see those targets in this matchup, you got to keep playing them. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about Ridley.
0: Yeah, well, the funny thing is these defenses are very similar, right? I mean, they, the Jaguars borrowed from the Bucks and all that. So there's something similar with the zone and all that they're going to run. So I think that's going to be interesting. I think the same players might have the same type of success here in this game. So it could be, again, work in the favor of Ridley this week, just because. I think he's got to see the volume, right? At least there. I think the one concern that we also have to think about, Michelle, on top of everything else, Parker Washington's young. He could also be without Trevor Lawrence. We'll see about the concussion protocol. That would maybe scare me away from this, but maybe it's better, right? If C.J. Beathard in, what is C.J. Beathard going to do as a veteran quarterback? He's probably going to go nuts, throwing to Calvin Ridley. So it may not be bad for Ridley. I might worry a little bit more about Parker Washington with that QB chain. So we'll see how it plays out, but man... I, I hate making these third wide receiver decisions, but partly why I have to do this, Michelle, is because I have Kelsey. So, look, I'll take it. <laughs> like, if Kelsey rebounds, then I'm not going to care too much about this decision. But we'll get into the tight ends. That's a good transition here in our final segment. But before we do that, we're going to hear from another one of our fine sponsors. All right. This episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by DoorDash. And look, I was excited because I had this DoorDash bag. And I actually got takeout in this. Uh, They were nice to uh, offer some chances to get lunch and dinner for us here as we work hard on the Locked On Network here, bringing you all the good fantasy football analysis. Well, you want to get in on DoorDash now. It's a really great service. They're going to take care of you with whatever you need here. Really, it's awesome because now, if you join and – Get the DoorDash app. You can get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend 15 or more on your first order with the DoorDash app. All you have to do is enter the promo code LOCK23. So check that out. And anything you need there for game day, it's going to be one of those weekends, right? We're going to have football on Saturday. We're going to have football on Sunday. We're going to have a triple header on Monday. I know it's Christmas, but. There'll be people out there delivering for you if you need it, right? And you want to sit back and watch football this week. And uh, if you need something for a grocery store, they'll take care of you. If you just want pizza wings from your favorite joint that's open, yeah, you can go and take advantage of that too. So they're going to take care of you on game day every day with whatever you need. It's just not restaurants, it's groceries, whatever you need from retail as well. So check it out. That's 50% off with a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order with the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCK23. Again, that's 50% off, up to $10 value with your first order. Just download the DoorDash app, enter that promo code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms do apply. And we thank DoorDash for sponsoring this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football. All right, Michelle. Now I'm hungry and we're recording your lunchtime, so that's what the DoorDash read does to me, but... I know our listeners and viewers are hungry for our tight end analysis. see what I did there. Now, this is the big shocker this week, and I don't know if it's much of a shocker based on how he's playing. Well, we have the same top two. TJ Hawkinson, okay. You can buy into it, right? Hawkinson against the Lions is a good matchup. It's a revenge game. He's at home. All that good stuff, right? Number two is not Travis Kelsey. It's not George Kittle. It is Trey McBride, and this guy essentially is what Zach Ertz was pretty much last year for this Cardinals offense, the main man. He's the only man at this point. Marquise Hollywood-Brown is hurt. They're really not thrown to Rondell Moore all that much. They have no one. Michael Wilson? No. It's all about McBride, and he came through in a brutal matchup against Fred Warner and the 49ers last week. Now you have a very good spot against the Bears. I don't think it's going to stop here this week, Michelle. Like he has to be the number one. It looks bad for Hollywood Brown. So based on you, upside second year player, I think McBride is the clear number two this week.
1: Yeah, love Trey McBride. It's just great to see him come through and like you brought up, that 49ers matchup is absolutely brutal, and it didn't matter. 11 targets, 10 receptions, 102 yards. Like He is the top guy, and he is getting the Zach Ertz targets from last year, but he's actually efficient on them and good. Yeah. He's actually a good, he's good player right now, right? <laughs> so love Trey McBride. David and Joku has a great matchup. He's a must-start. Sam Laporte must-start. Evan Ingram has an amazing matchup. I love all five of those guys over yeah. Travis Kelsey this week. So I actually Ooh. have Travis as my tight end six, and I actually think that's plenty fair because Travis yeah. Kelsey hasn't finished as a, a top six tight end or since. And I need the last three weeks: tight end seven, tight end eight, tight end twenty-four. Like it's been a down little period for him for what we're used to with Travis Kelsey hopefully he can bounce back um but i need to see it come on dude bounce back yeah
0: yeah that's it that's a fair point michelle like it hasn't really been explosive and we, we you know wrote this position off a little bit and not having a lot of values but sam laporte is balling he leads in touchdowns hawkinson has been great all year mcbride has come on strong so it's not like this position has been so weak right and kelsey's not kept pace he's not doing it he's not scoring enough to stay up there so That said, I need Travis Kelsey badly. I mentioned my predicament there. If I have Nick Mullins and a rando third wide receiver this week of the week, I'm going to figure out who it is. Kelsey needs to go off. But this is the week I could see Travis Kelsey having a line like this. I'm serious about this one. Three catches, three touchdowns, like 23 yards. Like something weird could happen with Travis Kelsey. But in terms of the yardage and targets and getting downfield, those guys are a lot more efficient. And look, if you have McBride and Kelsey, yeah, it's a hard one. Now, you might have to go McBride, but I think you've got to feel better about him a little bit this week, and that's fair. And now George Kittle, look, he's a guy that's a little big play dependent, not a little, quite a bit, big play dependent yeah. there with his usage with the 49ers. But I'm a little down on him. He's the guy that i am faded here this week, all the way down to 10. You have him at eight, so obviously not where he usually is. And really, when you look at this matchup this week, the Ravens are very good against the tight end.
1: Yeah, I'm worried about this matchup a little bit. I do think this 49ers offense is going to be fine. They're going to move the ball at home. They're going to figure it out. And George Kittle could, of course, have a long 40 yard touchdown. Like he has, he has an ability in any given week in any given matchup. It's just. He is very inconsistent, right? He's either going to go off or do very little. That's pretty much what he does. You never know what the game plan will be, but I could see him being used more for his blocking abilities this week in a tougher matchup, making sure to give Brock Purdy the time to hit Ayuk and Debo Samuel and and just, you know, make sure the pressure is off Purdy a little bit. So I am, I'm off George Kittle a little bit, but obviously if you've been counting on him, you just keep plugging him in. What about two other options though here? Would you rather go with Taysom Hill and a a good matchup for normal tight ends, right? I don't know if that really counts for Taysom Hill against the Rams. Uh, didn't do anything at all last week when he came back from the injury or go with Pat Fryermuth with Mason Rudolph, but he has an amazing matchup against the Bengals and we know he had his huge game just a few weeks ago against the Bengals. Who would you go with in such a important week? Fryermuth or Taysom Hill?
0: I mean, the numbers tell me easily go to Pat Fremontes. I mean, he had the big game last time. Mason Rudolph's a veteran, right? He's going to get the ball in the hands of the guys he trusts the most. And this matchup clearly says go there, right? I mean, we have Chidobi Wuzier out there. Like, you're not going to maybe force the ball to George Pickens. No one has really done that this season at all. So he's going to go with probably a lot of Deontay Johnson, a lot of Fremontes in the game. Now, Taysom Hill, again, it's a weird thing you have to do because you have to kind of analyze him in – Different layers, right? He didn't really do much last week, and I'll tell you the one thing about the Rams—they're very good at stopping like power running type players, right? So he is—he's a different animal when he comes out. He's speedy; he just rolls over people and all that. But it's such a boomer bus play. The only way I would look at that is in DFS. I mean, he was very consistent in the middle of the season, but he had that injury where he missed time, so it's very risky. I mean, just be prepared—you could get. Two rushing touchdowns from Taysom Hill, or you'll get one catch and one carry and maybe a pass for like seven yards. So just be, ex- this is an extremely high, wide range of outcomes. So just be prepared that. Well, I think Pat Frambooth is going to have the nice floor. I'm saying his floor is probably like four for 40, and maybe you can get a little bit more than that.
1: Yeah. I really hope Mason Rudolph can just utilize that middle of the field. And I'm just so happy. It's not Mitch Trubisky. Anybody, but yeah. Mitch Trubisky. Thank oh. you. Steelers. <laughs> now quickly that I end this episode rank these three tight ends oh, in boy. terms of confidence. You have in playing them in week 16. So there's Dalton Schultz against the Browns, tough defense. Dalton Kincaid against the Chargers. Kincaid has been a ghost as of late or Tucker Kraft against the panthers who's been you know kind of coming out of a shell so rank those three guys schultz kincaid tucker craft
0: yeah i have in full disclosure mode again i have kincaid at 12 and i put him there mainly because look the chargers stink and maybe they'll they'll have one of these bills game that everyone gets a touchdown right they'll be like james cook you've had some fun but when you really need to get Stephon Diggs going we need to get Kincaid going maybe we'll even throw a touchdown to Gabe Davis maybe just do it just for fun in this game so I do like Kincaid he's the best player of that group right now with Dalton Schultz he'd be next but I have a big gap between these two guys I'm at 17 I just don't completely trust him with this Case Keenum situation right I mean Keenum seems to want to go different places it looks like Nico Collins also could be back so that could contain some targets again they're playing the Browns it's a very tough matchup here overall that you have to consider and then I have to say, really going third here's Tucker craft I want to be higher on him, but the Panthers again, really good on tight end. So basically, Michelle, you've got the best player, the best matchup is Dalton Kincaid, and that's why I have them there.
1: So I would actually go Schultz, Tucker craft then Kincaid. Okay. Um, I don't feel extremely confident about any of them, but Schultz right. has a really, really tough matchup, but you you can believe like his his target volume should be the safest among these three with Tucker craft. I mean, he's just running so many routes. He's on the field so much without Luke Musgrave there over the last four weeks. I, I only three tight ends have run more routes than Tucker craft. And it was David and Joku, Evan Ingram, Travis Kelsey, like Tucker craft is out there. He's available. They have so many injuries right now with their wide receivers. So I think Kraft's volume will also be there. We'll see like how good the Panthers' defense is at stopping him. So I feel good about Schultz and Kraft's volume. Kincaid, we know he's probably the most talented out of this group. It's just the Bills' offense probably doesn't have to throw a ton. So he's going to be very touchdown dependent.
0: Yeah, this is a really dicey situation, right, If of different guys in there that are just you can't really trust, right? You have Dallas Goddard, Darren Waller, Kay and This is just not a tier I want to be in. Kyle Pitts and Cole Komet actually has a harder matchup than you think against the Cardinals. So, well, this is the group that I totally want to avoid, right? If I can. Thankfully, If George Kittle is number 10, there are a variety of good options here for you. So hopefully you don't have to dig this deep and really look at tight end. Because tight end has actually been much better than expected this year. and I'm encouraged here for the future that we'll have a lot of viable picks and it's going to be a lot of fun versus just – take one earlier, take one late. I hopefully there'll be some values all throughout the board right next year. So that's the one thing I'm looking forward to there. Now we're also looking forward to looking at our flex plays, deep sleeper picks. And of course our price picks picks of the week, all those things come at you on Friday here to close the week on lockdown fancy football. Quick reminder. We will not have a show most likely on Monday. It's Christmas. We'll be kind of just unpacking everything literally and uh, seeing where we're going with that. So, We really appreciate you during the holiday season, so I will just say that one more time. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer.
1: And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.